When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? A 10-month odyssey ending with a happy story for Brittany Griner as she is going to get to return home. That news breaking earlier today, and we discuss right now on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on your smart speaker by just saying play ESPN Radio. I'm Gabe Nigel, along with Randy Scott, in for the guys this evening. And, and this room kind of heard it in you know, with, from a number of different sounds right there at the top, Randy. This news coming as a bit of a surprise, but that's kind of how it needs to be, that the news not breaking until you know that Brittany Griner is safe, that a prisoner exchange had happened, and it's a celebratory day for a lot of people that put in a lot of hard work and effort to keep this story at the top of our minds, you know, to make sure that it didn't just fade into the background and that pressure could continue to be put on to try to get Brittany Griner home and all of that hard work paying off for a lot of different individuals today with the news breaking that Griner is indeed coming back to the United States. Yeah, it, it sounds, you know, Gabe, it sounds, um, it sounds awful. It sounds, it sounds cynical to say that a story like this for as, as, awful of a story as it is as a heartbreaking and terrifying that an american citizen could just be snapped up and held you know seemingly uh indefinitely uh and then moved around from you know certain detention facilities to other prison camp literal prison camps um and her family doesn't know where she is her representation doesn't know and at times uh it, it sounded like the u.s government didn't know uh where she was and, and i say all that to sort of inform this part where it sounds awful but it is true that this story did fade from the top of public consciousness. Um, it does that in sports. We've seen it. God, we live in it. The sports media cycle moves so quickly. Um, there are times where you get an injury on a on a Sunday and you forget by the time the next week rolls around in football season, you're like, oh my God, that was only a week ago. Well, this was in February. We didn't find out until March. And then when the, when we did find out, there was there was an open war between Russia and, and Ukraine at that point. So um, internationally and domestically, the story ebbed and flowed, and it, it, it was white hot in terms of uh, understanding and newsworthiness or news value, um, and then it would fade. And when it did fade, there was an army of WNBA players, of WNBA voices, of basketball voices. I mean, there were people who would not let this go away from the American sports fan because that's what, what it took to bring her home was outrage, appropriate outrage and public pressure. And you don't get that without the constant reminder. So it was Myron Medcalf, our colleague here at ESPN, who tweeted, just remember that when everybody stopped talking about Brittany Griner, the WNBA and Don Staley all said, we're not going to let you ignore this. And Don Staley deserves a ton of credit um, because she used her platform. I mean, she had the number one ranked team in, in women's college basketball. She used that platform during the tournament to keep Brittany Griner in the forefront of people's minds. And speaking of Dawn Staley, she did join. She is the South Carolina women's basketball head coach. She was on first take this morning, and she explained how she felt when she heard that Brittany Griner was free. 
I was shocked actually. Um, I, I was shocked, um, but then I, you know, I, I did the the normal thing that people do is you go to social media. I actually got a phone call from one of our from a mutual friend of uh, BG Sherelle, and it ju- it just confirmed it. And then honestly, I cried. I cried, and I, I'm a girl from Philly. We don't cry very easily, but I cried because this is the moment that we've all been praying for for BG, and I'm just I'm just happy. Like God is real. Like I know we talk about who's the greatest of all time in sports, but we need to we need to let that go and let God be the greatest, be the goat. Yeah, Dawn Staley explaining how she felt when she heard the news about Brittany Griner. She was brought to tears, and I love how she had to put in there, hey, by the way, I don't cry often. I'm from Philly. I'm tough. You had to make sure she she fit that in there, but that's how important this was to her. Mm-hmm. You think of all, all the other things that she has to worry about as a head coach of a major Division One college basketball program, and this was something that was so important to her when she got the news that this was something that she had wanted for such a long time, it brought her to tears. Yeah, you know, and um, it's not to lose sight at all um, of the Americans who are still held in, in, in captivity over there, who are still held against their will, who are still uh, detained uh, in Russia, and, and it was Brittany Griner's wife, Sherelle, today in the White House. I mean, with this news hours old, minutes old, uh, who took part of her media availability to pledge support and continued help and efforts, um, you know, toward bringing the likes of Paul Whelan home and, and other uh, Americans who are held over there. And it's it's celebratory for the WNBA. And I can't sit here as a white male and say that I know what that feeling is like, but the family that the WNBA is was hurting and has been hurting since news of Britney's detainment broke. I mean, we're going back to March, so that's nine months. And think about the uncertainty that that preceded that because she was arrested on February 17th and no one stateside outside of probably the government knew about it. So there were WNBA players who were probably themselves going to play abroad and play overseas who thought, why can't I get Britney on the phone? Why isn't she responding to my texts? You know, there's that element of where is she? Why isn't she responding? That's then followed by this international nightmare. So it is, it means more to them. This is, it's, you know, we, we've heard from voices today. Becky Hammond's been on our airwaves and, and Chanel Gumake and, and it, it just say like, this was a sister. This was a family member. And we've, we got, we got our family back and just in time for the holidays too. Yeah. Uh, Shanae did a great job today on get up. Cheney Ugumike, ESPN NBA analyst, explaining exactly why this is such a big deal uh, for black women and the WNBA. Overall, this is truly a huge moment because what BG represents simply by existing as a black queer woman, which is often criticized, which is often ignored. This shows to the world that she's worth fighting for, period. BG is coming home. But I think we all must remember the other Americans wrongfully detained and continue to fight for their safe return. So I feel emotional. My spirit is happy. But as always, this is something you've seen with WNBA players. When they win, which I know it's been a long experience for her, but this, as Sherelle said, is a win for her and her family. They continue to advocate for others. And I thought that was a beautiful moment. And everyone in the WNBA family, I mean, like, I'm looking at my phone. People are just very grateful that our sister is on her way back. 
And that's a great message, I think, in this whole entire thing of, yes, well, today is celebratory because Brittany Griner is indeed coming home and so many different individuals put in effort for this. You think of the ESPYs and so many speeches that mentioned her this past summer. You think of the NBA during the, the playoffs in this past you know spring into summer and all of the, the efforts that they helped put in with the WNBA to stand you know arm in arm as, as one just kind of unified unit. But at the same time, all these platforms, uh, whether it was Shanae right there, whether it was Sherelle earlier today, like, yeah, this is a great moment. This is a great moment for Brittany, and nobody's denying that, and we're going to celebrate this. But at the same time, there is still more work to be done, as you mentioned earlier, Randy, to get some of these other uh, detainees overseas back in the United States. Coming up next here on Canty and Carlin is a number one overall pick facing his last chance. That's next, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? See Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. Catch us on your smart speaker as well. All you have to do is say play ESPN Radio. I'm Gabe Nitzel along with Randy Scott. We are in for the guys today. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Tonight is going to be an interesting game. Thursday night football. Raiders trying to ascend into the AFC playoff picture while the Rams on the other end, uh, well, it (laughs) just has not gone well for them. (laughs) Everything and and this the Rams are always an interesting team to me this year, Randy, because so many fans across sports talk radio, no matter if you're listening to ESPN radio, if you're listening to your local shows in your local markets, so many fans will call up and be like, "Oh, you got to go all in," and I'd be bad for ten years if we just win that one championship. I don't know if the Rams are going to be bad for the next ten years, but this is about as bad as you can be after winning a title, what they did last year. But I'm sure there are plenty of Rams fans that went, "Ah, yeah, I did win last year. I'm fine." But yeah. I'm sure there are other Rams fans are going, "But I wanted to repeat. <laughs> what are we doing here? How are we this bad?" And things have gotten so bad for them at their quarterback position that Baker Mayfield could end up 
playing tonight. There are some injuries, obviously, with Matthew Stafford. His season is over, and John Wolford dealing with some injuries. So Baker Mayfield could actually start tonight. How intrigued are you with Baker Mayfield? Is this his last chance to potentially show something if he gets some starts down the stretch for the Rams? I'm glad you qualified it that way, because tonight is certainly not his... Yeah, tonight's not his last chance, but this this very well could be. Um, The fact that we're talking about a guy who was picked up on Tuesday... Okay, who was crashed? He was at practice yesterday, and now has a a chance. Like we're 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 not out of hand dismissing with ridiculous, uh, you know, <laughs> judgment the fact that he might actually play on a Thursday night football game. It speaks to how dire the circumstances are for the Rams, and if you're Baker Mayfield, how hungry you are to get back in a starting role. And he is blessed. I, I went back through uh, his run in Cleveland. He drafted in in, in 2018. And so he plays for for Hugh Jackson, you know, and the, and Greg Williams after Jackson was was fired during the season. That's not okay. But offensively, you're playing for Todd Haley as your offensive coordinator. Then there's the Freddie Kitchens experiment, and then it's Kevin Stefanski. Oh. So I, I I would have that as two great offensive minds and Freddie Kitchens. So you have those two great <laughs> offensive minds. Just catching strays out here. I think even he, if, I think even if Freddie's listening, he's like, yeah, he's probably, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's a down to earth dude. He understands it. So, uh, and then you go to, and you go to Carolina because it doesn't work out and you get a chance to start in Carolina. And Matt Rule is a, probably a decent college offensive mind, but you've had opportunities to get a third. Josh Rosen would kill for a third. You know what I mean? I mean, guys in that same, in that same draft class, in that same, you know, farther down the down the table, they would they would love to have that opportunity. And now this is the brightest offensive mind that he has. So to answer your question, it's not just that this is the last opportunity because it's the third opportunity, but it's the last opportunity because if he can't find a measure of success or consistency playing in a Sean McVay scheme, that's really an issue. And that's that's that would be a definitive assessment of his NFL quarterbacking ability. I'm at least curious enough to see it. I don't want to say I'm excited to see it, but I'm curious enough to see it just because it wasn't that long ago he was making great throws for the Cleveland Browns. They were going to the playoffs, beating up on the Steelers in the wild card round before taking a bow out in the divisional round. They they had kind of taken that step, and going into last season, I'm sure there were plenty of Browns fans going, okay, let's go, let's, let's, let's ride this thing out. We're, we've taken a great step. Mm-hmm. And for him to now be... Less than two seasons later, on his third different team, that is as big of a fall as I can remember from what he did in the postseason in 2020 to where we are now. And there is that talent in there. We've seen it. We've seen him make those big-time throws. Now he does turn the ball over. Can Sean McVay clean that up? Can he clean up some other bad habits that maybe have sunk in over the last year and a half? That's what I'm curious to see. But the reason why I think he's getting this third opportunity is because you know it's in there. And not only have you seen it at the college level with him winning a Heisman Trophy, but you've seen yeah. it in the NFL level when he was able to lead a Cleveland Browns team to the second weekend of the NFL playoffs. Yeah, and as it pertains to NFL quarterbacking, I mean, I, I would rather, and I say this as somebody who watches far too much Raider football and watches Derek Carr play it safe and protect the ball. You know, um, gosh, I mean, you, you look at it. Even Tom Brady, you know, you look at some of Brady's stats this year, 16 touchdown passes against just three picks, and that looks like, wow, you know, he's, he's protecting the ball. But you want someone who takes chances. You want someone who pushes the ball down the field. You want your yards per attempt to be 8, 9, 10 yards if you can get it. You know, you don't want the dink and dunk where at the end of the day you're, 
I don't know, 20 for 29 for 189 yards. You know, that's kind of how Aaron Rodgers has been at times this season. Yeah. Am, am, am I wrong? So You're not wrong. You know, protecting the football, you can only control tips and overthrows, uh, you know, to a certain extent. But but I would rather have someone make a couple of those mistakes while also hopefully connecting on enough to where it offsets some of that risk. And, I mean, gosh, Matthew Stafford certainly turned the football over at an uncharacteristic pace. I don't think he was ever healthy this season. Um, Mayfield has none of the health, you know, excuses. He doesn't have a great lineup to throw to. I mean, Cooper Cup's not coming back. Um, there's diminished offensive talent there as well, but the scheme is good enough. And quite frankly, the secondary is pedestrian tonight to where if he does get in, I wouldn't be surprised to see him make a couple of plays. Okay, that that's just the Raiders fan in you that's expecting all the bad things to happen. <laughs> all you know, of them. All, <laughs> all the bad things. <laughs> you're just you're going into the fact that you're going into the game with the mindset. Well, oh well, if Baker Mayfield's play, I wouldn't be shocked if he made some things happen against the Raiders tonight. Yep. But he he just Baker Mayfield is this intriguing pod, uh, prospect still. Because, it, again, it wasn't that long ago that A, he was drafted, B, he was leading his team to the postseason, and Chris Carlin, who is the co-host of this very fine program who we are filling in today, oddly enough, joined us earlier today and had this to say about the Rams being intrigued by Baker. He's really intriguing to Sean McVay. McVay has liked him for a long time. Jeff Darlington was on with us earlier this week and uh, talking about uh, he was witness to a particular exchange between the two a few years back. Really, at this point, why not? you're three and nine like is is anything john wolfer gonna do be anything much better than what baker's gonna do at this point and i don't know if this leads to baker mayfield getting a starting quarterback job somewhere else next year but it can certainly lead to him only being a backup because to your point randy if sean mcveigh and this scheme and his mind can't figure out the best way to get something out of baker mayfield what chance does the average NFL coach have? Right, right. And, and you think about teams that are quarterback needy, and they're not often teams like this with an offensive you know, guru. I think he's earned that stat. You know, somebody with a great offensive mind d- doesn't often find himself in need of a quarterback. I mean, um, there's a reason in San Francisco, look at the own division. You know, there's a reason that Kyle Shanahan, when Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, there's a reason Brock Purdy jumps in there and certainly looks anything but Mr. Irre- Irrelevant, right? The guy was, you know, selected last in the draft. So, um, there, there is a, there, 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 there's reason to, if you're Mayfield, to be optimistic. Certainly has never lacked for confidence. I would have a little bit of concern about a guy who couldn't make it work with Odell Beckham Jr. You know, couldn't put up, you know, great statistics with with OBJ coming in here and throwing to the likes of Vance Jefferson and and some of the Ben Skoranek and things like that. I mean, there there is a lowered ceiling, and uh, I don't know that there is going to be as inviting of a secondary matchup the rest of the way as there is tonight. And maybe that's why Mayfield is so excited and is cramming as much as possible to try to get himself into this ballgame tonight. We are about to see, though, Tua versus Herbert coming up this Sunday. Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, they're in the MVP conversation as well. So where does that 2020 quarterback clash rank among the all-time greats? We'll dive into that next after Randy has this from Bosley. Guys, if you're suffering from hair loss or worried about your hair, you've got to check out Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts. The sooner you take action, the more options you'll have for keeping and restoring your hair. Bosley has both surgical and non-surgical solutions to help you keep the hair that you have and grow thicker, fuller hair where you need it most. Right now, Bosley's giving away a free information kit and a $250 gift card towards a procedure. Just text CARLIN to 203 203. That's Carlin to 203 
888-900-2023. You don't want to wait when it comes to hair loss. Just get the information and learn what you can be doing right now to keep or grow your hair. People trust Bosley. They are truly the leaders in hair restoration. They have the most experience restoring hair, and experience matters. So, what are you waiting for? Get your free Bosley Info Kit and a $250 off gift card when you text Carlin to 203-203. Again, text Carlin to 203-203 and get your hair back with Bosley. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? see Baker Mayfield tonight, despite just being claimed on Tuesday by the Rams. We're also going to talk a little NFL draft, because it's never too early to talk the NFL draft. Mike Cotter Jr. going to be joining us to talk about his latest big board that was out at ESPN.com. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Gabe Neitzel. He's Randy Scott. In for the guys this evening, and as I mentioned, Mel Kuyper Jr., ESPN NFL Draft Analyst and co-host of Darian Mel from 7 to 10 a.m. Saturdays right here on ESPN Radio is joining us. And before we get to more NFL draft stuff for the upcoming 2023 draft, Mel, uh, former number one overall pick Baker Mayfield might get time for the Rams tonight. He'll have an opportunity to potentially start some games for the Rams down the stretch of the season. Do you think somebody takes a chance on Baker as a starting quarterback next year? Let's we'll see how he does. Really, Gabe and Randy, good to be with you. I think it, it depends upon how he finishes things out. Didn't go well in Carolina. Sam Darnold's actually trying to do that now in Carolina. Show them or show somebody else that I'm still have a chance to be a pretty good quarterback in this league. So it's a great opportunity for him, both from the same class. Ironically, both went ahead of Josh Allen, and Josh Allen's a superstar in this league. Lamar Jackson went at the end of the first. Doggone good quarterback. But Josh <laughs> Allen's kind of stolen the show there, and all these guys are trying to get even somewhere close to that. But for Baker, good situation to be in. We don't know what Matthew Stafford will be doing next year. Obviously, Wolford's a backup. That's it. So it's a, a spot for Baker in this offense. Now, there's issues around the quarterback that have 
put this team in the predicament they are in. They don't have their first-round pick. That goes to Detroit. So they, are, they knew what they were doing last year. They were going to try to win a Super Bowl for now and sacrifice the next few years in terms of not having draft choices and players. So it's going to be tough for Baker because of that. The system's good and all that, but the players around him I don't think will necessarily be good enough unless they can do something between now and next year to improve that talent base. So, Mel, looking at, at, a, at a quarterback draft class here from 2020, where you got Herbert against Tua this week, certainly Tua's taken a step, a big step this season. Uh, likewise for, for Jalen Hurts, he's in the MVP conversation, mm-hmm. along with Joe Burrow, who played in the Super Bowl a, a year ago. Where does the 2020 quarterback draft class rank among some of the best you've seen, the all-time hey. greats? Could be. I always thought 83 with Elway, oh, Kelly, yeah. Marino was right there. And then you had Eli in 04. Eli yeah. Rivers and Roethlisberger, so that was a doggone good one. And then now you look at this one with Burrow, Tua, Herbert, and Jordan Love, if he can be the heir apparent to Aaron in Green Bay. Jalen Hurts and what he's doing already in Philly with the Eagles, that has a chance to be an all-time great draft. No question about it. 71 and 73 were excellent drafts as well for quarterbacks, but I think 83 and 04 were right there. And this one will rival those and could surpass those. Mel Kuyper Jr., ESPN NFL Draft Analyst. Also catch him Saturday mornings here on ESPN Radio with Darian Mel, 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Gabe Neitzel, Randy Scott in for the guys. So let's go ahead and start talking about the 2023 draft, the one coming up this spring. As you get ready for it and as you're digging into it, what do you think is going to be the deepest position in the draft this spring? I'll go offense with tight end. I think that's the underrated position with Michael Mayer, Notre Dame, but Tucker Craft, South Dakota State, was injured. Back now, heck of a player. Luke Musgrave, unfortunately, injured Oregon State. But when he's healthy, he's a dynamic performer. Dalton Kincaid, Utah, Sam Laporta, Iowa. Edge guys, I think when you look at the combo, defensive end, outside backers, you can go 15, 20 deep there uh, with guys that have a chance to be pretty good. I'll give you a couple underrated guys. Tavius Robinson at Ole Miss, Colby Wooden at Auburn are underrated guys there. Uh, I think you look at a guy like Derek Hall at Auburn, another guy, those two kids, Wooden and Hall, didn't get enough publicity for the good players they were mm-hmm. week in and week out. And uh, Mike Morris at Michigan, we'll see what he if he decides to stay or come out. Thomas Incum at Central Michigan is a guy out of the Mid-American Conference has a chance. So I think the edge guys, defensive end slash outside backers, will be, I think, a deep position. And a draft that, guys, isn't going to be one of the best we've had. It's going to be a, a little bit weaker draft, but there are a couple positions that should be pretty strong. Mel, uh, looking at the uh, at the receiver position here in Jackson Smith mm-hmm. and Jigma, fifth overall, uh, he's missed almost all season with, with injuries. Already said that he won't come back, even try to play in the uh, college football playoff. Why is he rated so highly still, despite all he that? Didn't, he did nothing wrong. <laughs> he did nothing <laughs> wrong. I mean, I, you know, I did nothing wrong. I mean, I heard that before in a movie. Uh, well, what yeah. did I do? You know, it's like I did nothing wrong here. I mean, he, he, he had an injury. He had a hamstring that, that prevented him from playing. And, uh, you know, he did phenomenal Last year when he was healthy, 60 catches over the last – we talk about the Utah game with 15, right, for 347 and three touchdowns. He had 60 catches over the last five games, six touchdowns. For the year, he outproduced by 25 catches Garrett Wilson, outproduced by 30 Chris Olave. He had 95 one a year. He averaged 17 yards a catch with nine touchdowns. You can't forget how great he was. Now, you can say the other guys helped him. Well, I remember Olave and Wilson being interviewed, and they said about talent, right? 
I asked him about the skill set of all you guys. Hey, the guy over there has got as much or more than we do. He would point to Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I never, I filed that away. And I said, boy, okay, that's going to resonate moving forward. These two guys are raving about this younger receiver that he's the guy to watch. He's the guy that has the incredible talent. You watch how acrobatic, how smooth he is, the hand-eye coordination, the explosiveness. Hey, in 2020, did we knock the guys that didn't play because of the COVID year? No. We didn't knock them. They made a business decision. Here's a hamstring injury that you can't fool with. And once he's healthy and he reverts back to that form we saw last year with his skill set, why am I going to knock him? I think it's ridiculous to move him down the board. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series XM Channel 80, Gabe Nigel, Randy Scott in for the guys. Our guest is Mel Kuyper Jr., ESPN NFL Draft Analyst. And Mel, I was driving around one Saturday morning a couple of weeks ago and I heard you give an impassioned defense of Will Levis, uh, the quarterback from Kentucky, who you have ranked as your top quarterback. What about Levis impresses you that you have him number one uh, in terms of quarterbacks in your latest ranking? Yeah, I don't get the not. I mean, if you want to say he turned the ball over too much, but he was playing through injuries, a number of injuries, just to get him out there to play each week. Their training staff doing what they had to do. Just it, the guts he showed to be out there behind his horrific offensive line. They were they were Olay blocks right and left there. It was like you know, just come on, get the just keep pounding the guy our quarterback. I mean, it was terrible. It was it was painful to watch, and I'm sure incredibly painful for Will Levis to have to endure that type of beating week in and week out. And yeah, to me, with his arm strength and the way he snaps it off, Aikman like from the ear, his accuracy six three two thirty five, and he can run. He can beat you with his legs. Yeah, cut down on the interceptions and the fumbles, but it's your Kentucky. You don't have four- and five-star recruits all around you. So uh, Will Levis has uh, the ability, I think, to inspire a team. He always says the right things after a game. He takes responsibility for everything. I think Zach Wilson should listen to Will Levis, just like Josh Allen says the right things all the time. Listen to Josh and listen to Levis. They always take responsibility. No whether It doesn't matter if it's deserved or not. They're saying, that's the one. i got to be better. Will Levis says it. Josh Allen says it. That's a true leader. All right, Mel Kuyper, I want to play the uh, play the the what if game here with mm-hmm. Caleb Williams. Likely to win the Heisman on Saturday. Where would he be ranked if he was eligible in this year's draft? And preemptively, I want to say I have a defensive question along the same lines here. But let's start offensively with Caleb Williams. Well, I think there would be several guys. Caleb and Drake May would be ahead of the quarterbacks, and I love Will Levis, but they would be ahead uh, of Will Levis and. You know, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. And certainly when you look at where Marvin Harrison Jr. would be, he'd be the number one receiver ahead of Jackson Smith and Jigba. So those would be your top players. Brock Bowers would be the top tight end in a strong class. And Harold Perkins, guys, he's a, a freshman. If he were eligible, he'd be the best edge guy. Ahead of Will Anderson, in my opinion. And he's only okay. a freshman. He's not eligible for two years. But to answer your question, Caleb Williams and, I think, Drake May would be ahead of the quarterbacks in this draft. And both, obviously, for going back, have a chance to be 1-2 in next year's draft. We've had that before with 1-2 quarterbacks. And I think next year, depending upon who's picking there, uh, Caleb Williams and Drake May will be battling it out for the top spot. And then the, and the, the, the defensive comp is one that you – I think you just touched on, Mel. Sorry that my headphones took a hit, but Perkins at LSU, you would, is that who you said might be ahead of Anderson? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, he can't come out for a couple of years. Right. He's only finishing right. his, his true freshman season. But when you watch him and he what wears that number 40, who does he remind you of? Von Miller. I mean, when Yvonne was at a and yeah. you see the bend and the explosiveness and the want to and the will to go. I mean, he's got it all. And, uh, you know, Brian Kelly says, hey, I'm just thankful we got him for a couple more years because he can't go anywhere. So he's got two more full seasons after he finishes this year at LSU, and that's why Brian Kelly's got a, a, a signature player on the defensive side of the ball in Harold Perkins.
Mel, I want to say thank you so much for the time. And I, for one, am really looking forward to all the draft content you are going to be creating because my Packers are very bad, so they're going to have a pretty good draft pick. So I can't wait to see who you've got them mocked with, who, who, what's, who's going to be on your big board. Can't wait to catch it all and soak it all in. So we appreciate the time, Mel. You got it, guys. Have a great weekend. Mel Kuyper Jr., ESPN NFL Draft Analyst, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Coming up next, one major story from the NFL today that you might have missed. That's next, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? been a black cloud that has kind of followed around one of the NFL franchises for quite some time now, and we're starting to get a little bit more of a clearer picture. We're talking about that right now, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Gabe Nigel, Randy Scott, in for the guys, and the Washington Commanders have, uh, the first there was an NFL inquiry that went into them, and, and they ended up uh, having Beth Wilkerson lead that, results of her uh, of her report were never fully released by the NFL. So the U.S. House of Representatives Committee on Oversight and Reform, they decided to jump in as well to do their investigation into the Washington commanders. And Tisha Thompson, ESPN investigative reporter, has been all over this, has a great piece over on ESPN.com that came out earlier today. She also joined NFL Live to give the latest on the commander's investigation. I just got it, so I'm reading it off of my phone It says the NFL is committed to ensuring all employees of the NFL and the 32 clubs work in a professional and supportive environment that is free from discrimination, harassment, or other forms of illegal or unprofessional conduct. It then goes point by point. It's much longer than statements I've received in the past on this issue. It goes point by point uh, uh, refuting what the committee report states in, in that 79 pages. One line that I do see that I think is of interest is it says, Far from impeding the investigation, the common interest agreement, which is that agreement we just referred to in the story, enabled the NFL efficiently to assume oversight of the matter and avoided the potential for substantial delay and inconvenience to witnesses. So we will continue to update our story online with with many more details that are in this statement. I don't know, man. I'm reading... So I understand, uh, you know, Tisha Thompson is getting this in real time, and she's able to parse it and able to uh, to form her own, uh, you know, conclusions based on it. I I am reading the instant reaction. So you heard Tisha there say, "Hey, you know, I'm getting this. I'm reading this on my phone. I need some time to to properly evaluate this." The Washington franchise right away pointed partisan fingers at this and said, "This is yep. committee Democrats choosing to come down on one private business, and they're better." you know, means and better ways to uh, uh, to, to, to wield their power, saying, quote, uh, committee Democrats have chosen to weaponize the power of Congress against a single private workplace. It takes it, it is it is it is assigning blame and not answering the questions that are raised in this. Why did Daniel Snyder say I don't recall to more than 100 questions about basic information? Uh, Carolyn Maloney, yes, a Democrat representative out of New York, chaired this committee. She's a chairwoman of the committee, and she said, we have seen efforts that we have never seen before. At least I haven't. The NFL knew about it, and they took no responsibility. It being the toxic work culture, longtime toxic work culture within the Washington franchise that Daniel Snyder permitted and participated in, also 
by obstructing a subpoena for 14 months. 14 months was a congressional inquiry. He was on his yacht. He was hopscotching around the world. He was a difficult man to get a hold of and also worked to, quote-unquote, dissuade and intimidate witnesses from cooperating. So Daniel Snyder is, I mean, I don't know. You could part. You could make it a layman's term by saying he's high on his own supply. You could say he's just <laughs> he's drunk with power. He has not been told no since 1999 when he purchased this once proud franchise. There, you, I grew up in the area. I'm not a I'm not a Washington fan. Not through any iteration of its of its uh, of its nicknames. And it's not because of some moral stand against Daniel Snyder's because I was already dyed in the wool with the Raiders by the time 1999 came around. All right, military family moved around, picked up sports allegiances all over the country, and then. And ended up settling in D.C. But my mom was a Washington fan. And my mom went through what so many people in that area went through, which was this years-long grind of trying to get season tickets. Because that's what it used to be. Is what Lam- isn't Lambo? Oh, get- yeah. It's kind of the same way? Absolutely. I mean, you have to put... So if you put your kid on now, if you have a kid and you put them immediately on, maybe they'll get it. Maybe they'll get their season tickets. Yeah. But it might be your grandkids that end up getting the season tickets. Like it is a long wait list in Green Bay. All right. So it used to be a long wait list. Maybe not that long, maybe not generationally long, but it was a long wait list in Washington because they used to be something to be proud of. And they and they're not. They haven't been since Daniel Snyder took over the team. At first it was, hey, he's one of us. He's what a guy at the end of the bar would do if the guy at the end of the bar had billions of dollars. Bruce Smith, one good leg, yeah, sign him up. Millions of dollars. Deion Sanders. When he's a ghost of his former self and his former speed, sign him up. Rod Woodson, yes. We're playing fantasy football with real money and real X's and O's, and it never worked. Let's bring Joe Gibbs out of retirement, you know? And then Sean Taylor dies. Sean Taylor's killed. Like, there's been bad luck, awful, tragic luck that's befallen this franchise, but the response to it has been awful. The response to the challenges both in the coaching ranks and, uh, I mean, you know, the Steve Spurrier experiment, it's just been embarrassing, and now it's it, now you're intimidating witnesses. Now you're intimidating women to work for you. You're trying out. Jason Wright is a good man. He's the president of football operations. Ron Rivera is a good man. But they are meat shields. They're reputation PR shields right now for a guy who doesn't deserve it. Yeah, the part that just baffles me about this entire process, as it's gone on for couple of years now at this point looking into everything's going on inside the Washington franchise lack of transparency and that comes from the NFL Mm -hmm. as well so Randy doesn't root for that team but the team that Randy does (laughs) root for well they begin a playoff push tonight we'll get to that next Canteen Carlin ESPN Radio and the ESPN app Weekdays on ESPN Radio.